0: hey everybody and welcome to boardcast news for march 3rd my name is matt and joining me on today's show are my two wonderful co-hosts miss tiffany b hello and dan ladies (laughs) thank you all for joining us a couple quick announcements before we get into the show If you heard our last show, or even if you didn't, uh, it is officially BGG Golden Geek Season. If you enjoy the show and the content that we produce, we would love if you headed over to BGG and voted for the Podcast of Nonsensical Gamers as Best Podcast. It would mean a lot to us. Also, you can find us on YouTube. We have some great segments going on over there, including Tiff's Board of Education and the ask inept gamer segments and we also have our first live show up there you can see us in action and listen to us and our last announcement is that if you head on over to your friendly podcast gathering tool go ahead and search for the botch b-o-t-c-h games podcast i did a guest spot over there with craig and brandon from the what you played this week podcast i can never remember his acronym. Uh, It was a great talk about subjectivity versus objectivity in board game media. Awesome conversation and a great show. Go check out Botch Games. Uh, Craig is a great listener and a great content producer. So if you ever want to reach out to us or find us on the internet, you can do so on Facebook by searching for the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Head over to the BGG Guild number 2077, or find us on places like Twitter and Instagram. Now, let's get into the show. It is Boardcast News. So we have some news stories, and we have some Kickstarter spotlights, and we'll round out with some league news. So the first news story that we have is about a board game app. The Patchwork app is officially out. For two ninety nine, you can grab yourself uh, on iOS or Android this awesome two-player quilt-making game. I think, and I'll confer with you guys, generally I think this is getting positive buzz, right?
1: I've heard good things, but like most games that I own, I haven't played it yet.
0: Did you buy it, Tiff?
1: I did. I love Patchwork, so I think I'll like the app.
0: Yeah. Dan, how about you? Yeah,
2: I played it. It's okay. It's a bit... I don't know it's a bit childish looking in a way but um it doesn't really deter from gameplay. I think they could have done a couple of different things smoother with the the um as far as the interface is concerned, but I'm sure they'll iron everything out. I know they just recently fixed a giant bug that was plaguing many users games, so uh, having to do with something with the the pieces weren't lining up right in the quilts or something along those lines. So it's a good it's a it's a good little app for 3 bucks. Why not?
0: Yeah, I mean the game the game is awesome. I haven't played the app, but I I mean I love the game, but I do agree that I thought that the design they took it in a different direction than I was expecting. It's very cute and very I mean it's very family friendly, which I think is appropriate, but I was surprised by how kind of kiddy it looks.
1: You guys wanted serious quilts.
0: I would have liked even just a direct port of the board game you know Mm -hmm. but they kind of they dolled it up and it looks much more like a stylized video game kind of thing um it's got some animations and they just kind of softened everything you know gave it more of a theme than it even had
2: hey note to matt quilts are soft
0: touche they made it more thematic somehow (laughs) All right, uh, our next bit of news it comes from W. Eric Martin over at BGG. This is news from the Festival International de Gilles. How'd I do with that, Dan? Close enough. Close enough. Now, am I saying the city right? This is in, is it Cannes or Canet? It's Cannes. Cannes? Okay, this is in Cannes in France.
1: French people don't pronounce anything.
0: They really don't. They're, <laughs> you know... <laughs> it had this word has six letters in it and you just say the first three it's amazing but anyway some uh game news from there mysterium won their game of the year uh the french game of the year pandemic legacy won their expert game of the year so i guess this is kind of like a spiel de charis kind of thing
1: but less stuffy apparently
0: yeah which is surprising from the french eh uh-huh
1: I feel like we're going to alienate some European listeners tonight.
0: That's okay. Dan's married to a French woman, so all alliances are still intact. You know? (laughs) Uh, There were also some announcements and some prototypes floating around, including uh, Looney Quest Lost City, which I still haven't gotten a chance to play Looney Quest, but I hear it's good. Uh, And Mysterium Hidden Signs was there. That's going to be releasing in June. So if you like Mysterium, the French game of the year, you can get some new content in a few months. And there were a couple other prototypes. I was going to name them by name. Um, these are 2016, later 2016 releases that are coming out um, by some of the smaller French publishers and European publishers. Um, they sound cool, but I would just head on over to BGG, check out um, W. Eric Martin's post to get more on those specific games. Sound like some fun stuff, but you know I didn't want to drag out the show with naming them. Um, how do you guys feel about more Mysterium and more Looney Quest?
1: I'm okay with that. <laughs> More Looney Quest for sure, because once you have played through all of your maps, you might need more stuff to play. Mysterium I don't play often enough probably to justify buying an expansion, but I'm sure there are people that do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dan, any thoughts? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) A single thought.
2: Yeah. Not plural. I'm not, I mean, I like Looney Quest, but. I don't really need an expansion for it and Mysterium is just Mysterium. I think the base game is fine right now. I don't know what this new expansion adds to it, but if it's something new and cool that kind of freshens it up because for me it's kind of dead right now, but yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not
0: chomping at the bit for it. Well, here are a couple more games that I'll ask you about. How do you guys feel about Viticulture? Any experience there?
1: I totally own it.
2: I've played it. It's better than a Euphoria.
0: It's better than Euphoria. Great. High praise here from Dan. Uh, <laughs> the uh, secret project that uh, Stonemeyer Games has been working on and vaguely hinting at has finally been announced. It is the Moor's, M-O-O-R, Moor's Visitors Expansion. And this is an expansion of cards designed specifically by Uwe Rosenberg, who consulted on the Viticulture like Essential Edition, I believe it's called. Um, I think the story goes... Jamie Stegmeier reached out and said, hey, if you want to design a card or two, we'll make a promo pack. And Uwe Rosenberg sent him an ungodly number of cards, like 60 something. Yeah. So it became its own little mini expansion. Um, so these have been refined. They're all designed by Uwe Rosenberg and kind of developed and produced through Stonemeyer Games. And the pre-order is officially up now. So if you need more viticulture in your life and you need more cards that have famous people on them, uh, this is the expansion to grab, or if you like winemaking, I guess. That's no, a good it. game.
2: It's decent. I've only played it once or twice.
0: Yeah, it's still one that I want to get to the table. Um, I don't know. You don't have it anymore, I, right, Dan? You, no, you, I do. I'm, okay,
2: I have the Collector's Edition, which I'm I'm actually trying to sell or trade because I just want the Essential Edition just for shelf space and just, just more streamlined. Um, yeah, as much as I enjoy everything that's probably in the expansion, the Tuscany expansion. It's too much. I don't think, the way I have a game, I don't think I'll ever play Viticulture enough to justify 12 additional modules. But the, the base game is good. I had some qualms with uh, some of the mechanics in the base game, but I've heard through those kind of essential expansions that they've been tweaked to fix um, the issues that I had. So yeah. apparently the issues I had were not, uncommon which is good to hear that he kind of listened and and fixed them so
0: yeah, yeah. the partnership with uve rosenberg is interesting i mean obviously he's an esteemed designer but he didn't design viticulture but he's heavily kind of played a role in refining it so i think that that's kind of interesting
2: yeah it's pretty cool yeah uh
0: another game that i'll talk about in expansion to that i don't think any of us there's going to be crickets uh how do we all feel about epic the follow-up to star realms from white wizard games i will insert the cricket sound there uh there this is a game that has in my circle at least you know listening to the podcast i listen listened to and talking to people this is not a game that has received any kind of positive buzz from me i have a copy of it because i got it for christmas and it's like 10 bucks so i still haven't gotten to play it it's on my own played stack but i I'm not running out to get it to the table because I haven't heard great things about it. Um but following their model, they have their first expansion coming up just like Star Realms, they're going to be released in four non-random booster packs. Uh so I, it's kind of modular in that sense. Uh something to check out if you're into two player card games and you're looking for something to replace Magic, that's what they bill it as, but all in all I don't know that Epic is a game that I can recommend. But, you know, Something for everyone, right? Here at the news.
1: I don't think anything can really replace magic. People should stop trying to do that.
0: Yeah, it's a faulty effort. It's a lost cause. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So we'll move right along. The next news story that we have is actually very cool because it involves us to some extent. Uh, Seven Ronin, the two-player asymmetrical game about, you know, one player takes on the Seven Ronin defending a village. Almost kind of like... the Samurai Spirit game, and the other player takes on the role of these a uh, ninja clan, and they're trying to invade and destroy the village. Uh, this game has been picked up by Gray Fox Games, where it was originally not available for U.S. distribution, at least widely, uh, picked up by Gray Fox Games, and will be coming over to the U.S. this year, and we actually have a copy coming in uh, to do a review on, you know, to give some buzz, and I've played Seven Ronin. I think it's a great game. I don't know if Dan, have you gotten a chance to play it yet? Nope, I gave you my you, copy. You held the box, I know that much. Yes, so, and I have felt the good, review right? copy now. Okay, so uh, that's a game that we'll be trying out. We'll have more to say about in the future, uh, but definitely want to check out, because the the one game that I got to play, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to kind of expanding on that experience. I think it's going to be good for the two-player line of games, so something to pay attention to over on nonsensicalgamers.com another reprint that's coming out this is near and dear to dan's heart there are more details on the glenmore reprint have you heard anything about this dan i have yeah
2: it warms the cockles of my heart
0: does it because uh they are updating the components they're giving new components nicer boards and chits and things like that but apparently they're also changing some of the mechanisms to some extent as the designer described fairly heavily
2: yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to change the base mechanisms or just add to them. Um, I wasn't really quite sure. It was a bit vague, the announcement. Um, new components always welcome, especially if they've upgraded them because it isn't a... Uh, I think it's Aaliyah, wasn't it? I, I don't know. It was. I don't know. Yeah. Aaliyah or Ravens- Robinsberger. So, uh, mm, yeah, it's behind me, but I can't reach it. So, I, I'm all for it and... It's kind of funny because it comes on the heels of that Loon Architects catastrophe. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. Matthias Kramer kind of was like, I don't think I gave you guys permission to do that. So maybe this is his kind of, well, well, let's reprint my amazing game instead. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, but why new mechanisms? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't don't, understand.
2: I don't think he's, I don't think there's going to be, I don't. My personal opinion, I don't think there's anything to fix. I think you could add a ton of stuff to it.
1: Right. I just I mean there are tons of people that want this game and it's harder to find these days, so it just it's kind of weird that you, they would even think about they could just literally make a reprint as it is and still make tons of money, I would imagine. Yeah. Maybe not.
2: I hope he updates it. I I've, I've heard they're going to update some of the symbolism to make it clearer, so and the artwork and things like that so that would be that welcome makes sense. Um, and it's really not that hard to find anymore because as soon as they announced this there is now two to three pages on the marketplace full of glenmore copies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and
0: sure. it definitely stands as it is right now so go ahead and grab
1: one yeah
2: i no. i had thought about putting mine up there but i was like no nah, i'm okay with mine right now
1: no it's not a fun game
0: that's <laughs> an amazing game. Particularly one thing to note is that this expansion, according to Matthias Kramer, isn't likely to come out before 2017. So all these people selling off their gun are going to have to go upwards of a year without their beloved game. So don't give it away just yet.
2: No, I wouldn't.
0: Stonemire Games is back in the news. Uh, there are expansions lined up, although the release date for a potential Kickstarter or street release has not been revealed. Uh, but both Between Two Cities and Euphoria have expansions. And we knew about the Euphoria expansion that's been talked about before. Uh, but Between Two Cities, already in the works. I guess it's getting a better reception than it did here on this show.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder if the expansion will fix some of the problems we had with that would be
0: interesting i don't know who can say they don't exist yet more (laughs)
1: tiebreakers they added 10 more tiebreakers just in
0: case (laughs) yeah we we modified the game love
1: you guys
0: (laughs) no i i mean it has its place not on my shelf but uh i'd be interested to see how it expands because the base system works but needs some more so maybe a little bit more would you know, put it on my shelf. Who knows? We'll I, see.
1: I kept my copy, so I'm yeah. interested in this. I I would like to see it work.
0: Yeah. For so me. interesting stuff. And Euphoria instant buy. For totally. this. Guy, at least.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. We hear two out of three of us, which is a majority, so we all love euphoria here.
1: It's official. <laughs> Moving on.
0: <laughs> uh games Crash sucks. Games. <laughs> <laughs> Crash Games, publishers of games like Pirate's Den, Council of Verona. Did they do? They did uh, Pay Dirt,
1: Dead Drop,
0: Dead Drop. Yep, lots of nice games coming out of Crash Games. Except it's no longer Crash Games. They have officially merged with Geek Chic. I believe they're the table manufacturer. Is that right? Yes. 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 So they'll they will officially be called Crash of Games, a Geek Chic company. I don't know how I feel about the name.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either, because Crash Games really kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. But, I mean, I can understand them wanting to change it so it can be associated with Geek Chic, and maybe Crash Games is too, like, I I instantly think of Patrick what I think. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they needed to change it up a little bit to to rebrand, but Crash of Games it's doesn't proper. feel as good. Yes. It's proper it's very, English.
2: Well... I mean, is it, Geek what is it—a crash of rhinos—is the the play on there?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and the new logo is pretty sharp. I like it.
2: Yeah, the new logo is nice.
0: It's very modern.
2: Yeah. You know, very web two point I'm just—I don't get the—I just don't understand the the what's the word I'm looking for here—the the synergy of sorts. I don't understand what Geek Chic's trying to do. I was by acquiring a game studio but regardless it's good for patrick he's a good guy and they have some good games would maybe. Be good yeah, i mean i think that they've they got go forward with
0: yeah
1: maybe we need to reach out to patrick
2: i did actually oh. so hopefully we'll have patrick
0: on the show in the near future yeah. well maybe we can ask him more about this uh i i guess i didn't realize that geek chic was big enough to start chewing people up you know hey and when you charge 10 grand per table yeah, apparently they're doing okay. But uh I mean they make good quality product. I just yeah, I'm interested to see what benefit how that benefits them and in what way that kind of that relationship I I don't know how that'll factor into the production of the games or how that gets packaged together. But anyway, the what it does mean for crash games and why this is kind of an interesting news story is that they kind of made their lifeblood kickstarter for a while everything was kickstarted and they were a great kickstarter company they delivered on time they did good things uh but no longer will they need to use kickstarter so apparently geek chic is not only big enough to eat up a company but big enough to support full-on production of board games without the the crowdsource so that's interesting he's bringing I over pie pie mal flaumann as well yeah. tiff just played that the Matthias kramer
1: i own it i have it
0: one of three games tiff has played this year
1: hey now i've played more than three
0: (laughs) uh the last piece of news that we have is actually a cool one and i don't know if we'll be participating in this but barnes and noble announced that they are going to be having game gatherings for the entire month of march so this is every thursday at barnes and noble they are going to have um light game gatherings casual game gatherings Um, supported by the Publishing Services, Inc., which is a company that distributes games. And this is going to feature the five games Sheriff of Nottingham, King of Tokyo, Splendor, Codenames, and Lanterns. And basically you come, you play, you learn the game, and you actually get a uh, promo pack, provided they still have some in stock of like extra tiles and extra cards and things like that. Sounds like a pretty cool thing uh there are none available in maryland though (laughs) i checked the list but there are three in ohio tiff
1: oh well it's too bad i have concerts on the first two thursdays of march
0: yeah (laughs) but uh i thought that this was cool i mean this is definitely barnes and noble has been other than target and maybe maybe walmart has been kind of the lead in terms of bringing hobby games into the more mass market and this is obviously a big step in supporting that idea so that's kind of cool
1: yeah it's definitely awesome I am amazed every time I walk into a Barnes and Noble because it just seems like there are more and more you know what we think of hobby designer games that you wouldn't you shouldn't be seeing at a bookstore they're there so yeah yeah good for them
0: I I spend as much time sometimes at Barnes and Noble like when I go with Kel down to the the shopping center you know i'll spend time walking around their game shelf just like i would the game store it's kind of crazy how many titles they have it at, at times um so pretty cool i don't know i i don't know that these games you know dan i don't think you're terribly drawn to these are you to make you go play at a barnes and noble no but i think
2: it's a great idea
0: yeah i yeah, like lanterns a lot move i was excited to see the games you know i think that code names and lanterns are great pools i think that king of tokyo makes a lot of they all make a lot of sense King of Tokyo and Splendor are more obvious choices. Sheriff of Nottingham, too. But Codenames and Lanterns, I mean, I think that those are... If somebody goes home with those, that's going to revolutionize their family game night, man. It's going to change lives. Sorry, maybe I'm a little too excited about You're this. You're really excited know.
1: about it, but that's okay. <laughs> I think you should be. I, these are these are games that I would play with my board game club kids, you know? They're, the, yeah. they're really, like, fun to play, easy to play games. So it makes sense that by launching this these are the kinds of games they're starting with
0: yeah so something to check out um you can go and find there's an article on bgg and there's an article on dice tower news and then barnes and noble also has it you can find the locations that offer these game nights like i said none in maryland so if you're local like us or local to us we can just meet up and play Codenames together if you want just let me know uh, but we will not be going to a Barnes & Noble to play with strangers, unfortunately. So check that out. Definitely something to keep in mind. And that is all the news we have, unless my dear co-hosts have anything else to add.
2: Um, I just wanted to let everyone out there know that the Takedo Collector's Edition is not a myth. It does exist. <laughs> I received my copy yesterday. So fear not. You will get your beautiful,
0: beautiful Bowza very soon. Much like dry land, Hokkaido is not a myth. This is true. I'm glad you picked
2: up on uh, my reference.
0: Yeah. How, how nice is it?
2: It's uh, it's pretty nice.
0: I saw all individually bagged painted minis. Yeah,
2: basically. I haven't gone through each of them to like kind of look at them, but everything else is pretty much... They didn't change too much. I mean, the board is obviously a lot bigger, and they... The scoring tokens are still pretty tiny, but they're bigger than the little things from before. Other than that, the cards are basically the same size. Um, Yeah, it's got the new expansion.
0: Did you drive to work listening to the soundtrack?
2: I have not put the soundtrack in yet, (laughs) but I shall see.
0: Uh, That was going to be my question, though. If they, for some reason, release a second expansion, are you Plenty of room. Oh, really? Okay. That's good. That's good. I
2: wouldn't say, well, maybe not plenty, but the way he's been releasing expansions for it, it's like character tiles and some cards, which you can definitely still fit in there.
0: Good. Cool. Tiff, you didn't back this one? I did. Oh, okay.
1: So, it's, so Yours isn't
0: here yet. No, it's, I have hers. It's complicated. Oh, 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 I gotcha. She backed gotcha. the wrong thing.
1: I did the wrong pledge level. So Dan bailed me out.
0: <laughs> How kind. I know we just gamers helping gamers here we're all friends uh well that's good to know so if you want to see uh pictures of the tokaido deluxe edition just head over to twitter because dan will be posting selfies with it every day uh cuddling in bed so pretty dinner with it you know spending a lot of time with his Takedo big bucks he better be uh...
1: posting a picture of him at the post office soon
0: And if you can, if you want to bribe Dan with a couple extra bucks, he might send it your way instead. Hey, now. So we'll see how that goes. Not cool. Uh, Let's switch over to Kickstarter Spotlight. I have very few projects right now. Tiff and I covered a lot in the last news segment, and many of those projects are still live. So go ahead and listen to that episode. Go check out those projects. Some cool stuff out there. A couple more things floating around right now uh, that I wanted to tell you guys about. And the first one up is called Mi Tierra Nueva Era. And this is a... Did I, did I do okay with that? Dan, you don't speak Spanish, but... I, I took five of years this. of Spanish. How'd I do? It sounded all right. <laughs> uh, this is a second edition of... I believe it's actually a Chilean game. Yes. So this is a game that is, was not readily available outside of Chile. Um, but now it has hit Kickstarter, it has funded, um, the, it will be ending on March 19th, so give it a look. And this is a worker placement game that's billed for 2-6 to six players, 90 minutes, and many of the, the words floating around about it, the reviews and things like that, are that it's very Agricola meets Stone Age kind of thing, you know, in terms of weight and theme and what you do. And I thought that this would really grab TIFF and maybe interest Dan... Because it seems like a very approachable worker placement production game. I'm grabbed. Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm glad. That's why I'm glad we do this Kickstarter thing. Because I don't really peruse Kickstarters often anymore. So you do it for me. And it works out. It's a win-win. Because this is... <laughs> This is definitely one that I should be looking at. I think, you know, Agricola Light is always a nice thing because I, my kids like worker placement games at Board Game Club and uh, if it's if it if I could get a different theme besides low lords of waterdeep is maybe a little bit too fantasy theme to get all the kids involved, farming might be better. Oh yeah, this is
0: very <laughs> neutral, very neutral.
1: Yeah, so I, I think sometimes my girls shy away from, like, the Dungeons & Dragons because, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know. But, yeah, this might be a little bit better for that, and I'd consider backing it. It's neat that it's Chilean.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got some of that, you know, hipster factor to it. It's a little indie, even though, I mean, 488 people have also backed this game, so it's not super indie. But uh, what's really nice is 43 bucks shipped. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad price for this style of game, this weight. And it looks nicely produced. It's a game that already existed, so that's a that's a boon, because they're just kind of translating, improving, refining, um, kind of updating it a bit, but it's a second edition, so they're building off a nice base that people enjoyed. The art looks nice. The gameplay, from what I've read, seems pretty straightforward. You know, worker placement. You've got your worker placement spots. You're trying to build your um, your engine kind of thing. Um, I like that you can go to the rodeo. That's kind of where you get this Chilean flair. You know, you you can go to the, plant your animals and your seeds and go to the market, but you can also go to the rodeo. Way cool. I like that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I mean, I think it looks nice. So it's one that I'm even interested in. I don't know that I'm usually in the market for these kinds of games, but the price is right. And if I get the itch in the next 18 days, then maybe, maybe it'll end up on my backing list. Who knows? But uh, I don't know, Dan. As a as a fan of dry, soulless euros, where does this fall for you? Are you really in the market for a game this light? I don't know. Uh,
2: I have not looked at this in depth, but when I see Agricola Light, I'm like, mm, I just like Agricola. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need Agricola Light. I like Agricola, but it's a good price. I mean,
1: it's still 90 minutes, so I don't know. Maybe it's not that much lighter.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd have to look at it. But from that description, no. I'll just it's, play it's pretty. the Agricola Family Edition. Fair that's enough. Fair.
0: We talked about that in the last news episode. You should go listen. <laughs> <laughs> Cross promotion. Anyway, moving forward is another project that I picked. Um, not because I'm particularly interested in it, but any chance I get to bring up the fact that Dan forgot to back Arcadia Quest is always worth it to me.
1: It doesn't matter anymore.
0: I know it doesn't matter anymore, but it's still worth it because right now there's a game called Masmora, uh, Dungeons of Arcadia, and that is up on Kickstarter right now from cool or not. that has, that'll be ending on March 8th, so if you're listening to this, you don't have much time from the time that this episode releases to check it out, but it'll be there, and that means that you'll get to see all of the stretch goals because this thing is almost at $600,000, so it's like a thousand percent overfunded. And this is a simultaneous competitive dungeon crawl. I think the most comparable game I can think of is Dungeon Run from Plat Hat Games, which has been out of print for a very long time. You are essentially an adventurer. Everyone else at the table is an adventurer, and you're trying to race through the dungeon and kill things. And it's done in the um, Arcadia Quest world in the Arcadia Quest style, with minis and tiles and things like that but it's technically competitive although one of the stretch goals was a solo cooperative mode that unlocked so how do we feel about this this doesn't this is normally the kind of project that we all say nay to but i know dan has a soft spot for arcadia quest so thought i'd ask
2: i'm not i'm not really interested i was having this conversation the other day this one doesn't really uh pique my interest all that much um I will say that I would like the one guy in the game. His name is Jay. He has a giant afro <laughs> and a big sword. Um, it, his miniature looks really cool, so I would like that.
1: Yeah, is it because it's simultaneous? Is that what's turning you off?
2: Probably, but dungeon crawl as well. I mean, I've only got room for so many of those because they, they're they usually pretty hefty as far as the commitment time-wise, to get the full experience.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I've always thought the whole we're all in a dungeon together but we're not friends thing is kind of weird. You can't directly attack each other in this game, but you can hinder each other. So it's kind of like, ha, ah, you stepped in my trap and I get to run ahead. It's, I don't know. I just I never really liked the idea that we're all racing to the monster and we're all going to fight the monster at the same time and whoever kills it kind of wins. So... That's just not really a kind of gameplay that grabs me. But clearly it grabs about 7,000 people. So this is a, a hot commodity right now.
1: Yeah. Cool Mini or Not doesn't need my money anymore. I'm going to... I should have made it one of my New Year's resolutions that I'm not going to back any more of those projects because slowly but surely I'm just discovering I don't have what it takes to play with all of the stuff I end up buying. Yeah, so, yeah. And I have Dungeon Run.
0: Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. One of the few. The it's dice special. are cool. Yeah, I think the that the, in this game, ones. the the monsters are dice, and they've got the, like Dan was just describing, the way that they're printed is pretty cool. Um, they kind of, you roll them, and they flip and rotate and things like that. So, a unique twist there. I don't know. I just, uh, I scroll quickly, and I see a lot of the same from them. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, if you like minis, again, if you like minis, if you like stuff, you're getting crazy amounts of stretch goals um like like usual yeah
2: some of the characters are compatible with arcadia quest so all those collectors of everything arcadia quest will probably be looking to either get in on this or spend a lot of money for your extras when this is delivered so (laughs) could be an investment
1: that's how they do it, you know? They they're, they appeal to the collectors because if I still had Arcadia Quest, I'd be considering it just so as not to miss out on having everything. Evil. Genius.
0: Well, and to be fair, the game is 65 bucks. It's not that bad for... I'm sure it's going to be one of their bigger boxes. It's going to have lots of plastic and stuff in it. The only deal is that they'll, they'll knock you on shipping because... They always do shipping afterwards, and you got to pay for all the extra weight that they put into the game through the stretch goals. But 65 bucks seems legit. It could easily—you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they build this as a $100 game. Uh, so that's why I think that it's a decent price. And I think the rule of thumb that I'm seeing—and, you know, I saw this a while ago with their projects— is that if you are remotely interested, if you think you might buy one of these games when it hits shelves— just back the Kickstarter because you're gonna get twice, triple your value, as and instead of trying to piecemeal. Like I see all these games come out, like *Rum and Bones* and *Zombie Side*. And I'm like, man, if you were remotely interested in this game, it's gonna cost you so much more to try to put it all together because it all comes in the box if you back the Kickstarter. Yep. So the last game that you need to check out is on Kickstarter is the Paco Games second edition or second run. It's their their second set of the. Um, Paco games, the gum sized tiny pocket games that come in a cool pack. You can buy a couple of them, you can buy all of them. Uh, there are four more out now. They are called Orc, Jim, Rum, and So. We have a preview over on nonsensicalgamers.com. So if you want to read more about that, head on over there. But basically, four games that cover a variety of different styles and genres you've got a two-player area control game you have a mancala style that supports I think up to five you have a set collection game and Jim is kind of a drafting game it's hard to describe it's got a couple of different it's like a drafting and placement kind of game but lots of different options in this tiny little pack it's gonna be nice and compact and cheap too so I think we had a lot of fun with them, different things to fit different needs. You know, none of them are going to give you a huge meaty experience. But if you're the kind of person who plays games on your lunch break, if you're the kind of person who always carries a game around just because you never know when you're going to have downtime, these are very literally the perfect games because you will lose them. They are so compact. They're just kind of perfect. So, Dan, what'd you think of the? I mean, you got a chance to play a couple of them. What'd you think?
2: I, I like them for what they are. Like you said, they fit in your pocket. They're small, but on the table they got a bit of presence, which is nice. So it makes you feel like you're playing a bigger game than you really are. And the 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 games themselves they they have some good decisions in them. They're not um they're not complete pushovers. They've got a lot of meat to them. For for again, whatever you can create within like the thirty to forty, like literally like three inch sized cards. Yeah. You know he does a good job at you know creating mechanisms and communicating information and just putting what is it enough in those little packs to chew on get it
0: yeah Hey-o. Get it right mm-hmm. tiff i think that these would be good you know buy a pack or two for the game club
1: yeah you're right and th- the price is right on that since yeah. the game club is funded by me <laughs> uh yeah i i have the first pack of games which i should bring to the game club and get those going first but yeah, it's definitely something I would pick up for the kids.
2: Yeah,
0: it's just cool that they have the the range of player counts and the range of mechanics and the range of themes. You've got a game about with a fantasy theme, with a pirate theme, with a realistic farming theme, and a realistic like kid picking kids in gym class theme. So I mean, yeah, and they play from two to four or five. So. Well, a nice range.
1: I think that just the visual appeal, the idea that there's a ti- there's a game in this tiny little gum shaped package would be enough to get my kids to open them up and figure them out. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Although your kids are sticky enough, and they'll probably chew on them and <laughs> it'll be bad. Hopefully not. No. So that is the the Paco games. So go over to Kickstarter and check that out. And that is our last Kickstarter spotlight for now. Let's go over a couple of things that are happening on the website nonsensicalgamers.com, and then we will wrap it up. We have our weekly What Have You Been Playing blog, or What We've Been Playing blog. Lots of cool games hitting the table. Uh, Tiff, you need to contribute to that sometime. Does it so involve can writing?
1: More. Can I do it via video?
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to
1: submit all of these things via video. You guys can figure that
0: out. <laughs> if you'd like to get a weekly update on what Tiff's playing, just call her at 555 555- now, Uh so that yeah that's our blog we release that weekly check that out on Monday or Tuesday depending on the schedule we also had our first question of the month blog where I was super interested to hear what the other league members thought about the alpha gamer problem kind of its origins um, what facilitates it what feeds into it um, definitely a cool conversation head on over to the site chat with us there feel free to use the discussion uh, at the bottom of the post or hit us up on twitter we also have a review of Valeria Card Kingdoms, an awesome Machi Koro Plus game, definitely the Machi Koro Killer, uh, one that we talked about way back when on this show. And we have our Xenon Profiteer review, TC Petty Third, He's officially made the site with an awesome deck-building game about air.
1: He should add that, that to his Ion Award. Right? You're on the League site. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> We'll make a plaque for him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's happening over the over at the site. If you're ever interested in, you know, what's going on with us, check out there. Or if you have more suggestions on what we should be producing in terms of content, feel free to contact us. And for that, we're officially at the end of the show, so we can wrap it up. Thank you for joining us for broadcast News. Uh, if you ever want to talk with us, you can do so by finding us on Facebook at the League of Nonsensical Gamers. You can shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. You can head on over to the BGG Guild number 2077. Feel free to join the thread and ask for a tiny Meeple Shield Shield micro badge. We will get you some geek gold for that. Feel free to vote for us for best podcast. Uh, Vote for the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers, not the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, If you like the show, iTunes Reviews and Hearts on BGL are also appreciated. But if you want to talk to us directly, the best place to do that is Twitter. It's Tiffany B. If people want to talk to you, how do they do that?
1: I am at IneptGamer.
0: Yep. And what should they check out on our YouTube? Huh? What should they check out on our YouTube?
1: I don't know. Oh, my Ask (laughs) IneptGamer. Segment. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, yeah, if you go over to YouTube, I've started a new series of videos, uh, that are Just Ask Inept Gamer. So you can send questions to my Twitter and I'll answer them. Mostly I'm trying to cover, you know, board game club related things. But hey, if you just want to send a random question and I feel like talking about it, maybe I'll answer it. Please send
0: TIFF random questions. YouTube, channel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or you could email those questions to askineptgamer at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. And Dan, if they want to chat with you or even get a little bit personal, how do they do that?
2: at league nonsense on twitter or at scandalous
0: underscore nad man the way you say that makes me feel uncomfortable but tantalized at the same time
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were going for dan
2: that's what i always go for
0: it's just kind of his natural it's my appeal it's my aura yeah yeah <laughs> uh, if you want to chat with me you can hit me up on twitter at cinnamon buns spelled phonetically And Craig agrees that it is a cool way to spell things, so I'm going to use that praise and stand by it. Ugh. You and Craig need to get a room. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Be sure to stay tuned next week for, I think we're at episode 40 already. Whew. We're doing it. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you then. Say goodbye. Toodles. Bye. Bye.
1: Wait for my bye. You overtootled me. (music)